Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Meow and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. That's Chuck Bryant. I was going to do the same thing. That's Were funny. you? Yeah, I was, except Go I was going to really Let's make it sound like meow. a cat. That was terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Sorry. That was about as good as your Elvis impression. Um, actually, Chuck, it was great. I'm, I'm sorry. I just said that. <laughs> so, Chuck, uh, do you have a cat? I have two cats. Oh, yeah, what are their names? Uh, I have Laron and I have uh, the Wizard. Nice. Those are my two cats. Don't you hate it when people name their pets like actual human names like Jason or, you know, Gina? You know, my in-laws are big on that. They always give their dogs and cats uh, regular names. Well, my apologies to your in-laws, Chuck. Well, Laron is conceivably a real name, but the wizard... The wizard, yeah, you're, you're probably going to be brought up on right. charges if you name your kid the wizard. Okay, so so you know what it's like to live among tumbleweeds of yes. of hair just kind of going Dust through bunnies. your house. And, mm-hmm. You know, the the mice put on little um, gunslinging shows to, for your amusement kind of thing. Right, between our two cats and two dogs, we could literally collect enough hair each week to make an entirely new animal. Yeah, yeah, I could sweep every day and still get an astronomical amount up. Yeah. I'm too lazy, though. I don't sweep every day. Of course so you don't. We live in a toxic environment. Yeah. My wife, Emily, is. Is she? Yeah, but she loves animals so much that she lives with it. So your wife, Emily, you realize, is part of the one-third of Americans who love cats so much that they keep them even though they're allergic to them. Yeah. Think about that. A third of the people who are allergic to cats still keep them. That says something about cats. It really it? does, doesn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So what does Emily do for her allergies? Well, she's got big allergies as a whole anyway. So she's on uh, shots and pills and nasal sprays. And uh, there's a voodoo guy that comes around once a week and does a little uh, nude dance in our room. And nice. That has nothing to do with the allergies, nothing right? Nothing She's all. just told you it does? Yeah. Did she dye her hair red recently? No, she has not. So, so she's on a, a slew of things, but uh, it still acts up, you know. Those are some bad allergies. Yeah, she got bad allergies. Wow. How how often does it act up? Uh, it's the allergy shots have kind of worked, so it's not as often. But you know, during the worst of times, it was you know a couple of times a week, severe, debilitating allergy attack. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And is it because of the cat? I'm sure In that part? doesn't help. Yeah. You know, I think her allergist said you should get rid of your animals, and she kind of said. Thanks. I'll get a new allergist. <laughs> well, okay. So, so she's a third of the population uh-huh. of people who are allergic to cats still keep them. Yes. And about fifteen to thirty percent of the population of the United States has a dog or cat allergy. Really? You know that? Yeah. No. That's actually a lot more people than I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it's pretty substantial. And you know, a lot of them will actually undergo uh, immunotherapy. Right. To kind of get over their allergy to it, right? And Which this is the kind shots, of, right? It is. It's it's the shots. It's um. It's basically it's like using local honey to get over hay fever, right? Same concept. Um, and the local honey thing hasn't been proven, but it it seems to work. This actually has been proven. Sure. And all it is is you're introducing uh, a low level of the um the allergen. Mm-hmm. that's causing the al- allergic reaction, um, and letting your body get used to it. Correct. You want to talk about allergic reactions for a second? Uh, that's my favorite topic. Is it really? No. I oh. just have to deal with it a lot, so I'm used to it. Okay. 
Do you want to explain them? Uh, I'd feel better if you did. Okay. So basically, um, an allergic reaction is nothing more than a case of mistaken identity. Okay. So the the cat allergy, the allergen that you're you're allergic to from the cat, we'll get to that in a second, um, is actually totally benign. What happens is if the first time your body's introduced to it, and it takes it as a foreign invader, mm-hmm. um, it will produce an, an uh, antibody to right. fight it off. Exactly. And then every time it comes at it, it will produce that antibody again. Mm-hmm. And basically one of the results is the release of histamines. Correct. Which actually um, makes your uh, – it opens up the uh, capillaries in your soft tissue. Yes. Which is why your eyes water and you sneeze and your gums bleed and you mm-hmm. uh, get the spins. Runny nose. Yeah. Well, that's another one too. Yeah. So, so that's actually the uh, the reason why. That's amazing. <laughs> you really think so? Yeah, how the human body works. I love that stuff. I think it's strange that the human body can make a mistake like that. Well, true. You know, stupid body. Yeah. So, so what is this cat allergen? Uh, I believe it's called. Um, I'm not sure if you say it or spell it, but I'm going to spell it. F E L D one glycoprotein, mm-hmm. and the F E L clearly stands for feline. So no matter how you say it, what it is, is um, it's something that cats secrete through their skin and their saliva. Mm-hmm. And it's actually smaller than dust. Yeah. And it gets everywhere, doesn't it? It does. There was actually a study of um, a mattress store in Sweden. This was disturbing. It was disturbing. Um, there, All these mattresses for sale, you know how they have mattresses out, box spring sets, yeah. so you can lay on them or whatever. I don't whatever. like those places. They actually, um, yeah, I've never been one to actually get on the mattress, but no, you, you know, see plenty people, people rolling do. around and stuff, I don't like that at all. So these were brand new mattresses that had never been in anyone's home, right. and they, the uh, Swedes tested them for um, the Feld-1 glyco, or the Feld-D1 glycoprotein mm-hmm. uh, and found it in aces on every single one of them. Right. So this and, just came from people that yeah. owned cats. So it, it's very easily transferred. It's very small. True. Um, it's almost impossible to get rid of. Uh, and your cat produces it constantly through mm-hmm. saliva. A glycoprotein, actually, it's it's it does all sorts of different stuff. It's found everywhere. Um, it can serve as a lubricant. Uh, it can serve as, as, as connective tissue. Right. Uh, it, it's also structural, so it, it can it be found in cell walls. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. And it's big in keratin, which is the hair part. Exactly. Right, which is why pet dander so allergic. You got it. Okay. Man, wow. you're smarter than I thought you were. Pow, pow. <laughs> Thanks. It's good stuff. So, uh, okay, that's the glycoprotein. Right. That's the histamine reaction. Mm-hmm. That is the, um, you know, cat thing. We've already discussed all of our stuff. Sure. And a lot of people are allergic to, uh, to cats. I think the stat is, um, 50% of asthma cases are allergy related and 30% of those are cat allergies. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cats in particular seem to be uh-huh. very allergic. So what do you do? I well, mean, besides, you know, Emily's course of action. Sure. I know one thing that the article mentions is washing your cat twice a week, but if your cat is cats, like my cat. Cats don't like that. No. I washed my kitten, uh, Loran, when I found him in a dumpster in Los Angeles, and nice. I washed him when I first got him immediately because he was a dumpster kitty. And uh, I tried to wash him again about, and he's, I don't know, probably five years old now. I tried to wash him again, give him a flea bath about six months ago, mm. and he was not happy. No? No. No, he he just complained a lot. He yeah. didn't he didn't like fight us or anything. Gotcha. But uh, he's yeah, there a, are some cats fish. out there that will draw blood if you try to put yes. water on them. My other cat, the wizard, would he would attack. Yeah. So you know better than to wash him. No. So that's not necessarily a, an appropriate course of action either. No. Depending but on your cat. Do you know what is? 
Please tell me. You could buy what is called a hypoallergenic cat. Yes. If you have a cool $6,000 to spare. Six grand. It's actually, what, fifty nine ninety five. Yeah, probably. So six grand. Sure. There's a company called Allerca, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, an American company, I believe. And basically, they have created a cat that they market as a hypoallergenic cat. Yeah. And they don't have to prove that one bit. Uh, according to the FDA, mm-hmm. uh, anything, any product in the U.S. marketed as hypoallergenic right. doesn't have to produce any proof whatsoever that it's hypoallergenic. And hypoallergenic doesn't mean allergy-free. It just means that there's a much uh, less likelihood um, that you that it will produce a, 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 an allergic reaction. Exactly. But to back up its claims, Allerca published its own study, uh, and basically the study could be called. Here, smell these cats. Right. <laughs> so they took some people who who are known to have cat allergies uh-huh. in a control face. group uh, that that doesn't have cat allergies, and um, they used the the Allerca, Allerca cats mm-hmm. and basically said, "Here you go. You know, here's this cat." And neither group reacted to the cat. Yeah, it seems to work. And, but then they used a, a non-aller regular cat, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was a reaction. Right. It's kind of mean, but it it is really serves to help market their cause. Well, the first thing I thought when I saw this article about hypoallergenic cats is that it was some sort of weird bioengineered uh, type of thing, like a a uh, mouse with an ear growing out of its back, right? Which yeah. we have a picture of. It's really weird. Looking. Isn't that disturbing? Yeah, that's odd. we paid extra for that one. It's an AP photo. Oh, really? Yeah, it's worth every penny. I agree. Um, so yeah, it's not actually bioengineering though. So those that that. Uh, don't agree with things like that. Don't worry. It's actually selective breeding. Yes. And selective breeding basically is you're just taking, um, you know, a, a, a group that has a, desi- a desirable trait uh-huh. and, and continuing to breed them while not letting them breed with the, the cats that have the trait you don't want. Exactly. And in this case, um, Alerca used a process called bioinformatics, uh-huh. which is basically slapping computers and molecular biology together. And from what I gather, they fed the genetic makeup of, I guess, several different breeds of cats right. and into, through an algorithm, and it basically spit out likelihoods that the, that these breeds would stop producing the FELD1 glycoprotein right. based on their genetic makeup, right. right? It's no wonder it costs six grand. Yeah. Yeah, right. So they, they, and I imagine selective breeding, keeping these cats from mating constantly is probably yeah. a real pain. Yeah, it's a fun job. Um, so they, th- what, what the computer basically said was go check out the British shorthair. And so they grabbed the British shorthair, which I guess is, had the, the highest likelihood of abandoning this gene that produces it. Right. Well, actually it doesn't, it still has the, the, uh, FLD1 protein, but it's just a different version of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. It has a different molecular weight. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so they, they basically bred it, bred it out of them. They bred the, the FLD1. Yeah. FELD1. We're going to breed that glycoprotein right out of you. Kid. Right out. Yeah. And, and what, said it. what happened was these, the, the Allerca cats now, they may look exactly like a British short hair cat, but uh-huh. it's technically another species. True. Uh, a species, a speciation event actually just occurred thanks to Allerca. Right. Right. So, uh, it's genetic divergence. It's where you take one thing and put them in or split them in the two on the tree of life. Right. So uh, they're that's, pretty popular, that's what they did. Too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They there's a waiting list? two year waiting list. Right. Last I heard, and you could cut the waiting time in half, but so you could get it in in a year, right. but you Paying had to little... pay an extra two grand. Right. So an eight thousand dollar cat, 
And you had to wait a year for it. Right. So I guess they are pretty popular. Either yeah. that or they're breeding fairly slowly. Right. These yeah. are some serious cat lovers out there. There are. But then again, I mean, your wife, she puts up with these allergies. And yeah, she would draw the line there, though. Yeah. Well, I guess the moral for today is cats equal great. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about hypoallergenic cats, you can type that into our handy-dandy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Also, type in Handy Dandy and see what comes up. You'll be pleasantly surprised. But don't go anywhere. Uh, We have something we like to call listener mail. Yes, Josh, we're back, as I say, mere seconds later. And uh, I'm just going to entitle this segment From Our Young Fans. We get some emails from some of our young fans. We love our young fans. We love the kids out there listening to us when they listen to the you know age-appropriate shows. Weren't we going to stick that at the end of Moonshine and then thought the better of it? We did, actually. I think that was a good move. <laughs> and now we're putting it after the hypoallergenic cat one, much, much Perfect. more appropriate. Exactly. So um, we heard from Cole Silva in uh, Marston Mills, Massachusetts, about flirting. And uh, young Cole is 12 years old, and he says that he loved the episode on flirting, and it really helped him a lot. And I may only be 12, but thanks to you, I just found out that a lot of girls have flirted with me this year. <laughs> Way to go, Cole. So as you know, I wrote back to Cole and told him, here's another bit of advice. Be nice and respectful to your female friends, and that'll give you a leg up in the future on all those little dorky friends that make fun of them. Exactly. So no pulling of pigtails. Cole. No. Good advice from us. Uh, then um, Ben, 15 years old in England, mm-hmm. one of our favorites. He uh, enjoyed the toothpaste, uh, making orange juice taste bad, and I wrote Ben back, as I am uh, want to do, and he, uh, to ask for a haiku poem from Ben, from our you young You love reader. asking people for haiku. I do. You? It's short, and it's a good way to get them involved and engage our listeners. So he wrote back, in January, snow falls on the frozen ground, I make a snowman. That sounds like a t-shirt to me. That's a good one. And uh, then Sarah S., this is our favorite, Sarah S., a.k.a. the amazing 11-year-old fan, is writing us on a weekly basis, if not daily now. And Sarah is very awesome. She's 11, and she wrote out a haiku for us, which actually rhymes. And Sarah, you should know that they don't have to rhyme. In fact, I don't think No, she put in the extra effort. But she did. From knowing Sarah, she she knew that. She just wanted to polish it up even more. Right. So here's Sarah S.'s uh, haiku. Many people run straight into the sun for fun but I am not one and she says she wrote that because she hates to run nice so and thanks. apparently isn't much of a fan of the sun either right but we, we love our young fans and we appreciate them listening yeah, do we have any youth size t- t-shirts I don't think so they could be sleep shirts okay there you go so if you guys ever uh, go to a sleepover, you can be sporting your cool How Stuff Works t-shirt. Good idea. Just uh, email us your addresses, uh, the three of you. Thank you very much for writing in. And if you want to write in and uh, roll the dice to see if you can get a t-shirt or just tell Chuck and I that we made a mistake or that you love us, whatever, just send an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?